Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Psalm 103 When you are here When you are here when you are here, when you are here, when you are here, when you are here, Psalm 103. When you are here, when you are here, when you are here, when you are here, there's absolutely nothing impossible. When you are here, Pray the Holy Ghost one minute. Member, Kababo, Sebrate, Shkaha, Erata, Baba, Baba, Katala, Bahaya, Zekaba, Baba, Bato, Setaya, Ekata, Mamba, Mambo, Mamba, Embranda, Legada, Diataya, Reba, Baba, Shagada, Babataya, Baha, Koba, Baba, Baba, Sotela, Baha. Out of your belly flows, flows. When you are here, reka ba 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 talabataya. Ikam bam 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 bos. When you are here, when you are here. Psalm one o three verse one says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Everything." Sit down, sit down, sit down. Everything that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Here David was speaking to himself. He says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. He was speaking, commanding his soul to bless the Lord. He says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me, everything, my lungs, my liver, my kidney, my every every drop of blood in the veins in my body my heart he says bless his holy name and forget not his benefits so you see ingratitude comes from forgetfulness ingratitude comes from forgetfulness people that are ungrateful are forgetful people that are ungrateful if you ever see someone who's ungrateful they are forgetful so this is Thanksgiving service and I want to steer you up to thank God. You may look around your life like I usually would say and you say, Pastor, there's nothing to thank God for. You look around, there's nothing to thank God for. I say, but at least thank Him for the ability to look around. Not everybody can look around. Some people can look around. Say, Pastor, I'm in August. By now I thought I would be in Canada. This is August. But now I thought I'd be married. All the plans that I have written down, Pastor, none of them have come to pass. It is because you are sane, your mind can work. That is why you know that your plans have not come to pass. A madman on the streets knows no such thing. God has kept you sane. Don't let your sanity be an hindrance to your gratitude. Bless the Lord, he says. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. He says, forget not his benefits. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. He kept you. He watched over you. He's the one, is the reason behind every beat of your heart. Every beat of your heart is the reason. He's the reason behind every breath in your lungs is the reason. God is the reason behind every drop of blood in your veins. Is the reason behind the strength of your bones. God is the only reason why you are seated in front of me this morning. 
God. God. Forget not, he says. Then he begins to mention it. He said, who forgave all your iniquities? So when I sang that song, thank you for saving me, this is where I was coming from. He was the one. He was the one that washed away my sins when I couldn't help myself. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Bible says, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. I don't like washing. Washing plates, washing clothes, washing sins. And I'm glad God washed my sins because if he had left it to me, I wouldn't even touch it. How many of you don't like washing? You don't like house chores? I don't like washing plates. I don't like washing anything. I'm grateful to God he washed my sins. I'm grateful to God he washed my sins, both the ones I knew and the ones I don't know. And some of you are here, if you are to count your sins, the Bible says, who would stand? If I had to count your sins, you would be sitting there all there, all righteous in your eyes. Say, Pastor, I have no sins. You know, I have a friend when I was, when I was working. I used to say, God is not your savior. He's just your personal friend. He says, my Lord and my savior. He didn't save me for anything. He didn't save me for anything because you are so pure. Say, Pastor, I'm so pure. That thought alone is sin. Is sin. That thought that you are pure. When God says that you are not pure, you call God a liar. You thought in your, in your heart that God is a liar. He washed your sins. Some of you did not write, you are not the one that wrote your jam. Some of you, Begun Wale, Junior Waek. How many of you, Begun Wale, sons? Don't worry, don't worry. I did, I did. So, I'm, you're my colleague. Let me Feel free now. How many of you carry book enter joint? So, mind. Yes, see my brother there, my brother. Those are my people. We are here. Yeah, we're there. We're here. We carry book. The book, we know enter brain. We enter Mesamo. But I'm grateful to God. I don't get to wash all my sins. I'm grateful to God. There are so many. Who forgave your sins? And he went on and says, who healed all your diseases? He healed all your diseases. Today, this month is a month of healing. Our focus is on healing. He healed all your diseases. God is the one that healed all your diseases. All your sicknesses is God. And today I'm going to teach you on how to lay claim on what God already did for you. Healing belongs to you. Healing is shouldn't bread. Healing. Health. Healing is your right. Is your privilege in Christ. Living well-being. Living properly. Living healthily. Is your privilege in Christ. It's not God's plan that you will be falling sick. No. It's not God's plan that you'll be having hormonal challenges. No. It's not God's plan that you'll be having allergies. No. You have no, you have, you don't need allergies. Allergies, pastor, I can't eat this, it does this. I can't. No, God said to Adam, of all the trees of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. All, what's it, all the trees? Say all the food. Say, pastor, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. No, 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 no. That was why God didn't make provisions for drugs in the garden of Eden. Because Adam was not created to be sick. There was no drugs. There was provision for eating. Because Adam was going to get hungry. But there's no provision for drugs. Healing is your bread. Healing is your right in Christ. Who healed all your diseases. Healing is your privilege in your redemption. He redeemed you from destruction. And today I'm going to teach you on how to take hold. Stand your ground. And if you are not seeking your body right now, trust me, Satan is going to come for your health. Whether you are prepared for it or not. You have to learn how to put your foot on the ground and lay claim on what God already paid for you. This morning. This morning. This morning. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. The story of the woman with the issue of blood is my favorite story. It's my favorite story of all the stories of the healings of Jesus. Because this woman created a precedence that has never been before. This woman did healing in a way that nobody has ever seen it done before. And she did four things, four things that will cause everyone and anyone to be able to get healed for whatever sicknesses they are falling through or going through. 
Mark chapter 5. The story of the woman with the issue of blood. We should stop calling her the woman with the issue of blood. We start saying the woman who used to have the issue of blood. Amen. Because Jesus healed her. Jesus healed her. Mark chapter 5. I want to get it from verse 21. Mark chapter 5, verse 21, we read through together. The Bible says, Now when Jesus has crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and it was by the sea. Verse 22, And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and then she will leave. Verse 24, So Jesus Christ went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and thronged him. Jesus Christ went with him. So Jesus Christ went with him. You see, Jesus Christ will always go with you. He will always go with you. A great multitude strong him. What does the next verse say? Dumo, are you here? Okay. What does the next verse say? A certain woman. Yes. Yes. All she had. The Bible says she spent all she had. She was a woman of issue of blood and had spent all she had on drugs. And some of you here has never been in the hospital this year. You don't know what God has done for you. Some of you have never been in the hospital this year. This year. You've never had to spend drugs. People spend thousands and thousands and thousands for medications. But you sit all there, think God has done nothing for me. I've seen people on the internet begging for money. Not because they want to use the money to buy a house. But you have to do through operation or that operation or this operation. But God has kept your kidneys working. Kept your lungs working. Kept your heart working. Kept your brain working. She said, the Bible says she spent all that she had. That means this woman used to be perhaps wealthy. But now she has exhausted all her savings because she had to use her medications. Continue. What does it say next? She grew worse. When she heard of Jesus. She came in the press behind. And touched his garment. For she said. The Bible says she said. She said. She said. One says she kept saying it. She heard of Jesus. She heard of Jesus. That's faith. Faith comes by hearing. She heard of Jesus. Jesus can heal the sick. Jesus can raise the dead. Like I'm telling you this morning. There is no sickness in your body that Jesus cannot heal. There is no infirmity in your system that Jesus cannot heal. Jesus is the healer. In Exodus 15 verse 20, he says, I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord. If he was the Lord, he still am the Lord. Till now, he am the Lord. Right now, he am the Lord that heals me. Right now, because it never changes. She heard of Jesus. Jesus can heal. And right now, when you see that, I want you to know that Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the healer. She heard it. And so she kept saying it. That's the first key. Say it. Say it. She kept saying it. If I touch him, if I touch him, if I touch him, I'll be healed. If I touch him, I'll be healed. If I touch him, I'll be healed. She kept saying it. She said it long enough for her heart to believe it. You see, if you tell yourself a lie long enough, your heart will believe it. The same way if you tell heart yourself the truth, the Lord, long enough the truth, your heart will believe it. Your heart is built to believe. I say with heart, a man believes. So your heart doesn't know how to distinguish between a good seed and a bad seed. Whatever seed you plant in your heart, your heart will germinate it. So if you expose your seed, your heart to seeds, that marriage cannot work. Marriage cannot work. Marriages cannot work. All your research, all your studies, you sit down. You are single. You are single. You don't have a boyfriend. You have a girlfriend. You are single. But you sit down and you begin to study on how the marriages today cannot work. Cannot work. You see, your heart will take those seeds and begin to grow it. It will become a strong tree and bear fruits in your life. That's what happens. Your heart does not know how to differentiate between a good seed and a bad seed. Your heart does not know how to do it. So if I take on seeds of doubt, seeds of fear, if every day I wake up in the morning, I open my heart to seeds of corruption, my heart will not dip. My heart will just take those seeds and grow it back to me. I don't need to be there when you are planting your seed. All I have to do is to be around you. What you planted will grow. Eh? Is somebody shouting, hey, I know. The outcomes of your life are the proofs of the input in your life. 
When I look at your life and you are so fearful, you are always so fearful, you are always so fearful, I know that you have been feeding on the seeds of fear. Because your heart doesn't have to differentiate. Your heart doesn't have to differentiate. The Bible says she heard, and then she kept saying it. She kept saying it. If I'm able to touch. I have a friend who had high blood pressure. Terrible high blood pressure. His, his father had terrible, intense high blood pressure. And he saw himself dying of high blood pressure. Had used all kinds of drugs. Couldn't get healed. And so he came to me and said, Philip, what do I do? So I packed messages of Kenneth Higgins and packed messages on healing on Ken and gave it to him. And he listened to that sermon for two weeks. And Kenneth says, she kept saying, she kept saying. So in his own heart, he said, Philip has the anointing for healing. He said, if I can get Philip to lay hands on me, I'll be healed. I'll be healed. I'll be healed. She said it for, he said it for two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, this was a guy that if he, could, he would come into my office sometimes and he would be bent. He would not even stand up straight because of the intense issue with his heart. But he declared for two weeks, if I can get Philip to lay hands on me, if I, he kept saying it, he kept saying it, and then he called me and said, Philip, I'm coming to your office today. I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for my healing. He came, I lay hands on him. Boom. And that was it. Completely healed. Why? He kept saying it. He kept saying it. I'm going to call. Where's doing? Where's doing? Someone's called doing for me. Called doing for me. I want them to share a testimony. Kept saying it. Kept saying it. No matter the condition in your life, the first key is to keep saying it. The Bible says, let the redeemed say so. Let the redeemed, let the righteous say so. Let the redeemed say so. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Because the devil may not know that you are redeemed. If you are caught on the streets of this road and you are going to be taken somewhere with other people and somebody came and paid for your freedom and you came down and says, this payment is for eternal freedom. And another boss carried you again to carry you. Who say, ah, I've been bought for would you just say, hey, anything happens, let's just You said, be paid. But since you are bought with a price, you have been bought. Jesus Christ paid for your health with his blood. So when the enemy comes, you don't say, hey, I don't know. You say, no, I've been bought. I've been bought. I've been bought. I want to, what's doing? Don't you come. I want you to share a testimony. This will, this, will, this will shock you. It will shock you. It will shock you. All right, share it. Praise God. So in May, in April, I noticed that I had this boil in my armpit very close to my breast and it wasn't going. It had been there for like six months and I'd been reading on Google what to do and all the hygiene procedures. That's what's correct. That's what's correct. Listen to me. Now, um, I, I, want, I, want to be as, I want to be as serious as I can on this matter. You know why I'm doing this? The devil will always come for your health. Always. And the truth is that God does not expect me to bear you with my faith forever. A time will come, trust me, my faith will not be able to bear you again. If you don't learn how to get well yourself, a time will come, I cannot sustain you on my faith forever. A time will come, a time will come that God will say, no, Philip, she should have grown. No, she should have grown. It should have grown. And that's why you must learn these things. I'm teaching you these things and I'm going to make it as practical. And that's why I brought to you. I'm going to bring somebody else up who's going to share your own testimony. I'm going to make it as practical as possible because this is not theory. This is real. The devil will always come for your health. The devil will always come for your health. The last thing you want to ever do is to look at what the devil is saying about what the devil is putting inside you. The devil will never tell you you are healed. You will never find in Google that you have been healed and you have been bought to the price. If you check Google and says, sharp lower pain in the abdomen, you will never see, no, don't check it. You have been bought to the price. You are going to find in Google that that is a condition that has killed about 2 million people in the sub-Sahara. And right now they are beginning to find those kind of traces around Abuja. Very close to central area. Until they mention your name. <laughs> and that grip of fear will come on you like you've never thought it was before. 
faith comes by hearing and so does fear so the first the first step is not to check Google is to check Bible what did God say about that growth in your armpits not what Google say what did your maker is your maker what did your maker say about the growth in your body what did he say continue what, is, what did you do next so um, one of those days i was in dr Fuma's office so i told him to help me check mm. and after i checked they said he felt somehow but i'll place you on some antibiotics mm. when you're done with it you need to come for it scan if it is still there of course when i finished the antibiotics just like 20 percent of it disappeared and fear um, crept in for the next one week, I couldn't go to the hospital because I was scared. I, we have an history of it in my family. My mom died of breast cancer many years ago. So, that's another point. Her mom died of breast cancer. Because her mom died of breast cancer, you have enough strong visual image. The devil is already painting your visual for you. Are you following, are you following my point? The devil is, you have enough. The devil doesn't even have to bring a story from outside. You have seen your mom die. And that's enough power over your mind. Images are the most powerful things in the world. The Bible says, because we're little in our own eyes, we became like grasshoppers in their eyes. The devil, all the devil has to do is to pain. Some people, the devil doesn't even have to talk too much. He just has to put a pain around your neck. And he will go, you say, ah, this pain is goiter. From that goiter, it's just a thyroid infection. From thyroid infection, ah, I'll finally die. You see some people will gradually by themselves, they will think and think and think until they think of what will happen. How will people miss me when I die? She will cry. You, know, you, you see that you are gradually drawing yourself. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The devil will paint that picture. So there's a history and, that was, and the doctors will say it. You know doctors say that if it's in your father, it has a tendency to be in you. Is that what they said? If it's your mother, and I don't argue against heredity because I believe in heredity. It's just that I hold that argument constant, sir. That the Bible says, call no man on earth your father. But you have a father who is in heaven. I agree that if it's in my father, it will be in me. But the problem is that I've changed fatherhood. I now belong to the heavenly father. So if my father in heaven doesn't have cancer, it cannot be in me. I agree with you. I agree that if it's in my father, it's in me. What's in my father? Healing. What's in my father? Joy. What's in my father? Prosperity. What's in my father? Abundance. That's what's in my father. And that's exactly what will pass to me. On the argument of age. All right, then what does happen? What happened next? So yeah. after it took another two weeks, then I went to the hospital to do a scan on my right armpit, don't forget. And then while they were doing the scan, the, the man there said, when, okay, when he finished checking the right, he said, okay, for safety purposes, let me check the left and then at some point he paused he applied more gel and then he said you have to go back to see the doctor immediately don't leave the hospital without seeing the doctor mm. so i went back to see the doctor and the doctor said i'll be posting your file to the general surgeon you have to see the general surgeon tomorrow mm. Mm. and then i told my husband that they said i have to see the general surgeon he said no that is their report you have to hold on to your own report. In my mind, I said, this man does not understand. Mariwelo, Mariwelo. He does not understand the gravity of what's happening. It's not by beard, though. <laughs> that night, I could not sleep. I was so scared. You know, the devil came back with pictures. How old are you? Your daughter is just one year old. She has not even finished clocking the one year old. How many years did your mother live after she discovered she can had a lungs? Can, can you see the intensity of thoughts? And those words, what you call thoughts, are satanic words. Those things you are thinking are projected words from the kingdom of darkness. That's why you don't combat thoughts with thoughts. You combat thoughts with words. Somebody is speaking to your head. That's what you call thoughts. You are that, at that point, say, shut up, you foul devil. Take your filthy hands off my body. You don't belong here. Sit, you can imagine, in 10 two weeks, one week, it's like taking your car to the mechanic. It's another thing you complain for. It's another thing they begin to see. That's exactly how it works. Now, there was nothing wrong with the right breast before. There was no pain, but now they say, ha, you cannot live until you go and see the doctor immediately. And all the images are playing. Continue doing it. So, yes. Okay, so after that, okay, I left the hospital that night, of course. The next day, 
fear would not allow me to go back to the hospital. I was so scared. I was peeing on myself. My body would go so cold. I was crying. I was shaking all night long. Then in the morning, I sent my sister a text. Pastor Fumi a text, and I told her that this is what the doctor said. She said, that cannot be it. I'm praying for you. Have you told Pastor Philip? Okay. So I texted Pastor Philip. I said, I went to the hospital last night, and this is what the doctor said. They said I should see the general surgeon today. Pastor Philip said, never. You are not going back to the hospital today. You will take your time and you will feed your faith. You will kill your fear before you go back to the hospital. So I said, okay. Well, it was there when my mom passed on. It was there all through the process. So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe let me just go closer to Pastor Fumi that understands my situation. <laughs> and Pastor Fumi kept insisting that, no, you have to. You have to say the word over and over. and You have to take your time to go. So I asked Pastor Philip, when would be a good time for me to go back to the hospital? And he said, two months. Ha. How will I survive this feeling that I'm feeling? Two whole months. But he said that I have to feed my faith and kill my fear. How else can I feed my faith if not through scripture? So I began confessing. And after two days, I realized that I had even almost run out of all the scriptures I knew on healing. So I sent him a text. If you have scriptures on healing, please give it to me. Pastor Philip sent me a word document with healing scriptures, 54 healing scriptures. Every day I would read those scriptures, I would confess. Every free time I had, I was reading those scriptures every day. And when the devil comes back and says, well, this is what the scripture says, but remember that this is what played out in your mother's situation, I would see another scripture again to kill that thought. So one of those Sundays, I saw Dr. Adeyemi and I told him, what happened and everything. I had already texted him one of those midnights anyway. Then he said, you just gave birth a year ago. It's not likely that you have a lump in your breast, especially if you breastfed your baby. And the devil said, that's it. How many months did you use to breastfeed that girl? I, in my mind, I'm like, well, she's the one that refused it. But then the devil kept hammering on the point that you, had, you must have breastfed the girl for so, so, so number of months for this thing not to be true. And I was, I was very scared. But I, I always remember the scripture that says, Ephesians 5.30, that says that we are of his body, we are of his bone, and we are of his flesh. Yeah. So every time those thoughts came creeping in, I kept saying, I am of God's body, I am of God's flesh, I am of God's bone. If cancer or breast lung will not find expression in God's body, yeah. it has no place in my body. So fast forward to um, the next, at the end of, of course, two months past, July, so I, I told Pastor Philip that it was already July. He said, okay, it's fine. You can go back to the hospital. I told my husband, he said, just go back to the hospital. They won't find it there. It's not possible. So I went back to the hospital, and after all the checks and everything, the doctor said, I cannot even see you. They've already referred you to the general surgeon. Why did you run away? You have to just go back to the general surgeon. I cannot see you. So I went to the surgeon the next day, and he checked. And he said, there's nothing here. There's absolutely nothing in your breast. So, I think you have to check again. You know, I don't know if you saw that I have an history. And he said, there's nothing in your breast. You are not the first person I'm seeing. There's absolutely nothing. Thank you. Would you jam those hands and celebrate Jesus? She kept saying it. She kept saying it. It's a medically proven miracle. She kept saying it. You see, I've, I know how this thing works. If she had gone back to the hospital that next day, they would have seen something, they would have taken it out, and they would have said it's cancer. And that downward slope would have begun. Now you'll be, you be believing God and praying to get yourself out of that pit. And Satan will be dragging you because he has enough visual power over you. Even though you have not even seen what he's telling her, hey, are you not sure? Do you know? Because I called her later and said, come, don't go back to that hospital. Because I know Satan. After all things have died, I will not say, hmm, maybe this surgeon did not do a proper work. Maybe you should go back and check again. You know, <laughs> this kind of thing, you need to check and check and check and check. Satan is a thief. He's a thief. When he comes into your life, he's trying to steal your health. He's trying to steal from you. You are not a Christian or a sick person trying to get healed. You are a healed person whose health Satan is trying to steal. So you must put your foot on the ground and insist. That's what she did. Insisted. That no. I mean, the lump was there. They found it. Ah, you must go. 
And I saw longer there because the word of God killed it. I've said before in this church that every symptom is an invitation to treat. Would you like some cancer? Would you like some ulcer? And so the moment you go to a doctor, and I have doctor friends, and we have a medical team in this church, and I have no problem with doctors. My doctors tell you exactly what Satan wants to tell you. What Satan is telling you in your heart, that you are pretending as if you did not hear. Doctor, help you write it down. Why did they do that? Except, of course, people that are spirit, spirit filled. We have spirit filled doctors in this church who could lay hands on sick and get them recovered. They say, This is what the devil is saying, but this is what God said. And so, if you have that in your hands, you can take that in your hands and Satan uses it against your heart. That's why we look now at things that can be seen and things that cannot be seen. She, said, she had blood coming out, she kept saying it. I've shared my brother in law's story here before. in an accident. We're going to the hospital. Before my eyes was a doctor's report. Severe head injury. Severe head injury. He was hit by a vehicle, hit the floor, had blood all over his head. Was severe head injury. And we're going straight to Guadalajara Hospital. I grabbed his head for 90 minutes. There is nothing wrong with his head. There is nothing wrong with his head. Remember, he was hit. The vehicle hit him on his head. He was trying to pick something from the floor. The vehicle hit him on his head. His head hit the floor. And so it was the head that had the collision. He was unconscious. My wife was there with us, with me. You know, in the ambulance. All those things you see in American film. I wasn't there. Severe injury. Conspicuous doctor's report. Saying, straight for brain scan. And we're rushing off to Guadalajara. When we got there and they checked him. All part of his body was broken. His hands were broken. His legs were broken. His hip was broken. His tie was broken. Only the head was not broken. So me, I exclaimed, God, what happened? God said, you are talking only to the head. <laughs> so the point of collision, the very point of collision was intact. And God said to say, son, I created this entire world with my words. There's nothing in a man's bone that I cannot create with my words. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. It would take more than the devil to convince me to say otherwise when it comes to my health. That's the first key. That's the first key. Say the words long before you need it. Don't wait till you have children before you start speaking the health of your children. You don't plant a seed the day you need the fruit. The Bible says if you have faith as a mustard seed, he wasn't talking about the, the size of his faith alone. It was about the nature that faith has to be planted long before the fruit is needed. Start planting the faith for your old age now. That in my old age, I will not have arthritis. I will not have diabetes. I will not have rheumatism. Oh, those they call old age disease will not come near me. God is the ancient of this and doesn't have those things. And it's very old. Start now. Speak the words. Speak the words. Speak the words. Don't wait. Don't wait till you just start smoking the go. They say, no, my children shall serve the Lord. But no, start now. Start now. Wake up in the morning and speak words concerning your health. Particularly if you know that the devil will come because if you have family members that have attacks on their, on, on their, family, on their, on their health, you know you can't sleep. If others are sleeping, you can't sleep. Because it's coming for you. It's coming for you. You must put your foot on the ground and speak it. Speak about your health. Speak about your heart. Speak about your lungs. Speak about every part of your body. Speak. It doesn't cost anything. Speak. Open your mouth and say it. My marriage is intact in the name of Jesus. My children will serve the Lord. They will serve the Lord. They will serve the Lord. Speak it. Said she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. Words are powerful. My old father died of sugar di diabetes. Sorry. Remove sugar. Diabetes. Say it again. Say it again. Died at 57. Saw him die. Swollen body. Six years ago, I started finding sugar in my own urine. You know how I knew? So ants. There were ants, sugar ants in our toilet. So there were sugar ants in my toilet and there were sugar ants in my toilet in the office and in my toilet at home. Because the amount of two toilets is what is established. So my friend, Sheyo Dugua, came out one day and said, hey, these sugar ants we are seeing in this toilet, one of us have problem, oh. 
If you are the one, this thing will be in your toilet at home too. That's how to know. Satan said, that's you. That must be you. I said, shut up, you devil. That's not me. I got up quietly, walked into the toilet, and spoke to the ants. I said, oh, ants, hear the word of the Lord. Be scattered. Never gather again. Went to my house toilet. Oh, ants. Now I've been looking at this, they're not doing anything. Oh, ants, hear the voice of the Lord. It's been six years now. They never gathered again. I could have been using diabetic drugs now. The doctors would tell me, ah, it's actually gone, you know, serious. You have to be up for surgery immediately. She kept, somebody said, speak. That's the first thing. You speak. Never speak negative about your life. Don't use SACPA to catch crews. Stop it. Stop it. Stop posting rubbish on your status. On the ground, stop it. Stop it. You're a child of God. Don't play with the devil's thoughts. You see, Satan is a very legalistic Satan. He said, but I didn't mean it. But that was what you said. Stop it. Stop playing with negative things. You can't catch me. See anything, anything. You can't catch me. See anything. Doing our finance, finance accountant in church. No matter the amount of in church, I've told her, you cannot say there's no money. You cannot say, you cannot say, that. if I say, you have to send them a, a million, I say, yes, sir. As soon as possible, yes, yes, sir. You cannot use your mouth to say, we don't have money. Never. We always have money. We are, we are in abundance. In the name of Jesus. Don't ever. One time, I, my, I had very high fever. My wife touched me. My wife said, ah, this, high fever. I said, I have his words shut up like fire in my bones. Is the heat. It's the heat of that word that is radical. I can never agree. And our children have grown like that. So they say it. So that's the first key. You put your foot on the ground and you say it. She said, if I'm able to touch, if I'm able to touch, I'll be healed. So if you are seeking your bodies right now, right now, but you are going to live here without healing in the name of Jesus. Internal organs, conditions, palpitations of the heart, all kinds of infections that Satan is doing. Even infections that you don't even know how it came. You can be healed of it now. Now. Number two, the Bible says she did it. She went ahead and did it. She went through all the crowd and she did it. She did it. She did it. It wasn't easy for her. She was bleeding. She had blood coming. She was weak. Twelve years of bleeding is not a joke. People can bleed for one year and their life will never remain. They'll be, they'll be drained. That's people with hemorrhage. Drained. She bled for 12 years. But she went. She didn't say no. She said, go like that. Go. Do it. Believe it and do it. Act out your faith. You believe God that you are healed? Act it out. Don't say back. Faith is not silent. Act out your faith. Bible says, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith with my works. Why does Shokai step up when he wants to heal them? He says, rise up, pick up your bed and walk. Why does that? Because he wants them to act out their faith. Pick up their bed and walk. Pick up your bed. He does it all the time. The funniest one for me was the man who was at the pool of Bethesda, has been there for 38 years. 38 years. Sick for 38 years. Do you know what it means to be sick for 38 years? 38 years on the same spot. His body would have been dressed. All kinds of infections that come on him. 38 years. Jesus came to him where he was and says, pick up your bed and walk. And the man picked up his bed. 38 years of not walking. 38 years of lying down. This man was walking home for the first time. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Going home for the first time. 38 years. 38 years, one, two, three, four. I mean, people that were born before he was sick are already married. 38 years of ailment. 38 years. I don't care how long it has been in your family, it is cutting off on your life. 38 years of being sick. This man carried his bed and was going home for the first time. And the Pharisees met him. Pharisees. Some of them are his friends or his neighbors or know him. They have never seen this man walking before. In their life. Sometimes before they were ordained Pharisees. This man has been sick. They were sitting for the first time walking home. And they asked him, why are you carrying your bed? Why? The people 
were not, they didn't even say, ah, Mr. Sonny, how are you working? No. Their problem is that he's carrying his bed on Saturday. Someone said, what did he say? Forget it. Can't you say he's carrying his bed? He should not be carrying his bed. That's what religion tells you. Religion tells you that you cannot be healed now. Come and be healed tomorrow. But Jesus can heal you right now. So you act out your faith. When I say in the name of Jesus, see. If you cannot see before, open your eyes and see. If you have a deafness in your ear, block the other ear and hear with the other one. Hear with it. I hear now. In the name, act out your faith. Act out your faith. If you are sick, your leg cannot, you cannot bend down. When I say bend down, do what you're looking for. You do it. Forget about it. Do it straight. That is, it is in the doing that you get healed. You could have been saying it, but it's in the acting that you get healed. I know what I'm saying. I've been sick in my body. And I'm people who have been sick before. Several people have been sick before. And I've seen Jesus get healed this year. I am so convinced that the healing anointing is, is real this morning. And nobody will leave here sick in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The thought thing she did that is she told it. She told her story. Hallelujah. She told her story. I've ended here. Jesus, she told her story. She said it, she acted it, and then she told it. Satan doesn't want to share your testimony. Satan says, don't share it. What if he comes back? You see my point? You see my point? So people are afraid to share their testimonies because they are not sure in case he comes back. But share your testimony. Don't share your testimony. If God has healed you, share your testimony. Share your testimony. He has healed me. You make it finer. You perfect your healing by sharing your testimony. The woman came out and Jesus Christ said, Ah, go. Your faith has made you whole completely. She would not have received that word, your faith has made you whole, if she didn't come back and share this. If God has done anything for you, He has healed you, no matter how small it is, share your testimony. I share my testimony. I share my testimony. I was sick in my body. Jesus healed me. My father died of this, but he has nothing on me. My family had this, but he has nothing on me. Satan has no place in me. Papa says, Give no room for Satan. I don't give him room. Some of you like to be bossy. You are actually a bossy kind of person. You boss around your friends. Look for the person to boss around is Satan. Anyway, you see, hey, stop that, you Satan. That must be you. Get out. That's the person that you should show you. All those bossiness want to be bossing around, bossing your wife around, bossing their, controlling their husband, controlling their wife. No, no, no. Leave those people. Look for Satan to control. Tell him to get his hands off you. Tell him. I control him anyway. I will never forget. When I was a lawyer, you know, practicing lawyer. I'm still a lawyer. Always be a lawyer. Practicing lawyer. <laughs> I don't want to give some people quick notice. Because they were not paying their rent. The woman and her daughter were at home. I didn't meet the husband, but I met the woman and her daughter at home. And when I entered, I came in there as a lawyer to drop my quit notice for them to leave because they were not paying their rent. But when I got there, I saw that they were both sick. Both the woman and her daughter were lying on the floor. You see, I have been called to God before I was called to bar. Yes. I have been baptized, full of the Holy Ghost, born again, Holy Spirit filled, fire washed, blood washed, born again believer. If I was called to bar. So when I saw that they were sick, I said, Madam, would you rather I lay hands on you and get you healed right now? She said, We don't mind. So I lay hands in the name of Jesus, you foul devil. Take your hands off this body right now. I got her healed, got her daughter healed, then served them their quick notice. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Because they have not been paying their rent. But I have a quick notice for Satan in my spirit. Anywhere I see him, I serve him fast. There is no time I see Satan operating anywhere. I have quick notice for him. I don't need further information. I don't need further authorization. I have been authorized. He said, I've given you power over all the powers of darkness. Anywhere, anywhere. I might not even be invited. Anywhere, anywhere. I said, that Satan, I'm interested. Anywhere, anywhere I see him walking. I'm very interested in casting him out. Because I have the power. So I tell it. I tell it over my kids. I have kids. Never been to the hospital. Never been hospitalized. My kids. My daughter will be 10 years next year. Never been hospitalized once in 10 years. Never. When she was a baby, my auntie told me, you can't have children at home. I don't have, you know, all kinds of... I said, no, 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 no. I was just, he opposes the power, the word by the word of his power. If you oppose the word by the word of his power, this is my baby. He's too small. Why can't he oppose him by the word of his power? Say, yeah, you have this. I say, it's not in the Bible. They say, yeah, you have no children are teaching. They have to say, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. All those things are not in the Bible. 
that you must go through this kind of journey in your life. It's not, all those things are not in the Bible. Oh, they are not in the Bible. And the Bible is superior to biology. You have come to accept it. You see, you don't even have to say, I'm just, you're already saying, all of us are human beings. You see, all those kind of words, we are all human beings. After all, we are human beings. You see, you make yourself vulnerable to satanic attacks by such statement. I don't say those things. Which human being? One third of me is Holy Ghost. One, only, only ghosts. Full, I'm fully only ghost, fully man. Jesus was full only ghost, full God, full man. I won't agree. I won't agree. When I sleep, when I sleep two hours, sleep three hours, I'm okay. I'm strong. I'm bouncing. I'm okay. There are days I did not eat for three days. I forgot. I'm telling you. I'll be doing Ivanta. Three days. There was one day, it was after six. I said, no. Pass me. I must eat today. I must eat. <laughs> and I was not fasting. And I'm not even Friday, Saturday. I ate after service on Sunday and I jumped surely, surely, surely. And I did it. I have a strength that you know not of. I don't see myself as a human being. So I'm not vulnerable to cancer. I'm not vulnerable to all those. You can't come near me. He says, no, no evil shall come near you. Even the people living in your house are covered. That's why the rats in my house could not be barren. It's a grace of fruitfulness. I use in those seeds, use everything, they did not die. The blessing is over them. Are you following my points? You are covered. Stand your ground. Tell someone to take his hands off your health. When you feel a symptom, don't wait for church. When you feel that, say, shut up. That must be you, Satan. Out now. In the name of Jesus. You can't put your hands on my body. You can't put your hands on my breast. You can't put your hands on. You, you can't put your hands on anything. Oh my, from the crown of my head, I belong to Jesus. You are bought with the price. The challenge is that when you start feeling that symptom, the first thing you are doing is, God, why? I may, I pay my tithe. No, it is not God. It is Satan trying to steal what God has given to you. You face the thief. You face the thief. That's what you do. Who's the thief? Who's the thief? Satan. Satan, who's the thief? Satan. Satan is the thief. Satan is the thief. My daughter, cheeks, was swelling up. She screamed in the house. Oh, she screamed. Very confusing screen. And we saw her cheeks. She was scratching it and she was swelling up like that. As if they were using some spiritual organizing equipment to pump it. I'm telling you, she was screaming. My wife was there. All of us were there. My, my first daughter was there. It was to her. I started. Stop that, you devil. Take your hands off my daughter. And this is stopped. And started going back down. And I told you, you know, anytime Satan comes home and I'm not around, that's how to do it. Satan does not know. He says, Stop that! Use your strong voice. He comes and says, Ah, oh, yes. We are too fearful. We are too fearful. He puts his hand. He comes and says, Satan is a recurrent thief. If you still want another, you see your job, you know, see your house, you know, until he steals everything, he will not stop. And he's a thief that is stealing what he does not need. If you go to Satan's house, you see all kinds of things that he does not need. You meet people's health, people's hearts, people's lungs, people's brain, people's... What are you doing with all this, Satan? People's phones. <laughs> Satan is the thief. Is the one and you must stand your ground. Your dad may have died, but not you. So Satan, you caught the wrong, you caught the wrong person. You caught the wrong person. You may have been doing before, but not me. Not me. You have been doing before, but not me. Not me. You can't try that with me. You may have done it with my father, that's my father. Done it with my ancestors, that's them. But me, I'm different. I'm born with the price. You can't put your hands on me. I got to one celestial church one day. You know, and I was there with my wife. And one woman, it's a prophet. You know prophets in celestial church? How many of you have to celestial church before? They removed their shoes. You know, and we're there in the church. Because it was a meeting and it was family. I had to be there, my family. It was a family gym, so I had to be in that church. Then let me go deeper than that. I had to be in the church. <laughs> so what prophet came? She had been prophesied to a lot of people. And the prophesied and collected people's money. Prophesied and collected so she came. She must have seen me, you know, just dressed young woman. She said, like, this one. She just grabbed me. I said, hey, hey, hey. And began to pull me. And I followed her. My wife said, hey, this woman. She don't know where did she do. Hey, hey. Ah, why you go catch this boy now? <laughs> so I followed her. She took me to the backyard. I said, hey, eh? Messy line. They call it messy line. So I prophesy. Eh, I should carry seven bags of salt. I should do, 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 do. 
She was prophesying. She was running the spirit. Oh, I said, shut up! She in her life of prophecy. Since the generation of prophetic, or, or prophetic utterances, she has never seen that kind of thing before. She was shocked. Her spirit, the only spirit in the spirit, of, the spirit of prophecy was shocked. She was shocked. She said, ah. I said, that thing you are saying now, show me in the Bible. She said, eh, eh. people that give her message, do not give her Bible verse. I said, go and meet them. That the person they sent you to is insisting that you must have a scripture for this thing you are doing. She said, eh, I said, no, you cannot go like that. I said, I will sit down here. It's not only me, you know, Professor to. You are not prophesying again today. Until you find the scripture. She thought I was joking. I didn't go back. I sat at the front of the church. About 10 minutes, I saw her bring somebody else. I said, hey, stop that! She, did, she just ran away. She didn't prophesy that. That's, the That's how to deal with the devil. He might have been doing it before. When he comes to your tongue, he said, no, no way here. He put a lump in your mother's breast. He said, no, me, no, no way here. But he says, I'm a body, I'm a part of his body. I'm a part of his blood. He puts sugar diabetes on your father. He said, no, no, we're here. Not here. He puts eye conditions, brain conditions, heart conditions. He puts eye blood pressure. He said, no, no, we're here. Not me. You see, you could have seen parents who died for it. But he said, no, not me. Not me. Someone has to say, not me. Say, 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 say not me. Say, 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 not me. He may have been having a few day doing it to everybody, but not you. So what did you do? You keep saying it. You keep saying it. Keep saying it. Always say it. Don't stop saying it. Always say it. Always indicate. Always that you are healed. And say it not just on yourself, but on your unborn children. Proclaim God's blessing over them. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Please bring out the communion. I want to begin to declare God's healing over your life. Declare it over your body. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I'm healed. I'm whole. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, there's no place for Satan. There's no place for the devil. Declare it, declare it. Don't just, don't just say it small. Say it. That I'm fully healthy in the name of Jesus. I'm fully healthy. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 909 672 9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SL Church NG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. 